on Broadway for Friday, April 17th, 2020. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. I'm very excited it's Friday. Are you? Because, oh, like, I it, am it's. incredibly excited it's Friday. Because special things happened on Friday in past. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I forget Did what they, they are. Yeah, <laughs> I've lost track of everything. Who are you? Who are you again? <laughs> My name is James Marina from BroadwayRadio.com. Oh, hi. hi, James Marina. It's, it's yeah, Fridays, am I right? Yeah, Friday. <sighs> Friday, no. But hey. The, uh... the weekend we get to stay home and do nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm well familiar with it. It's 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 a day now. It's not just Friday. It's any any and all days. J- James, we unfortunately have to start the show off with some sad news today. I do want to jump right in so we can hopefully get to the happier stuff at a quicker pace. On Thursday afternoon, we sadly received the news that stage and screen veteran and two-time Tony winner Brian Dennehy has passed. The actor died at his home in Connecticut on April 15th of natural causes, as announced by his daughter Elizabeth on social media on Thursday. Dennehy made his Broadway debut in 1995 in Brian Friel's Translations, directed by Howard Davies, but in 1999 he made his career-defining turn as Willie Loman in a revival of Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman that originated at Chicago's Goodman Theater before moving to the Eugene O'Neill Theater in New York. That production won five Tony Awards, including one for Dennehy, and then later a Golden Globe as a taped performance of the production aired on Showtime. Dennehy earned his second Tony Award in 2003, playing James Tyrone in a revival of Eugene O'Neill's Long Day's Journey into Night at the then Plymouth Theater, now the Schoenfeld Theater, alongside Tony winner Vanessa Redgrave, Robert Sean Leonard, and the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. The actor became a regular interpreter of of O'Neill, including a 2008 production of Huey and a 2015 production of The Iceman Cometh with Nathan Lane, which also originated in Chicago before moving to the Brooklyn Academy of Music. His other Broadway credits include the 2007 revival of Jerome Lawrence and Robert E. Lee's Inherit the Wind, the 2009 revival of of O'Neill's Desire Under the Elms, in the 2014 production of Love Letters opposite both Mia Farrow, and, Mia Farrow and Carol Burnett, his final turn on the Broadway stage. Additionally, Dennehy's long list of screen credits includes First Blood, Cocoon, Tommy Boy, Foul Play, Gorky Park, The Blacklist, Dynasty, and many, many others. Dennehy is survived by his second wife and five children. He was 81 years old. Of course, our deepest condolences go to his family, his friends, and his collaborators. I was lucky enough to see him twice on stage, James, once in Love Letters with Carol Burnett and also his Iceman Cometh turn with Blaine at BAM, the latter of which is just one of my all-time favorite theater memories. Both his performances of Death of a Salesman and Long Day's Journey are on my I guess you would call it time travel list of shows that mm-hmm. you'd want to go back yeah. to. Uh, very glad to have got to see him. Most of the posthumous descriptions of him have been that he was just larger than life and a powerhouse on stage, which couldn't be more true. He seemed to fill every house he was in, even from that very, very tall balcony of BAM. And he is just unquestionably one of our greatest actors. Yeah, this was a... Uh, uh... A tremendous loss. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to say about it. I, I, I saw those productions that you mentioned. Those I days, also you got to get to see him. I, yeah. 
I, I did get to see Death of a Salesman too, and oh. I mean, he's just it, it, watching him on stage is, a, is it's just a masterclass. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's something that uh, I'm glad was captured in film oh, on uh, many different occasions. Uh, his film and television work, as well as, is just as good as his stage work. Absolutely. And, and you can't really say that about a lot of people. <laughs> you can say that about very few people, in fact. Yeah. A lot of people have just perceived him as like this very gruff actor. And mm. he, he is, but is also from what I've heard about him was just one of the nicest people imaginable. So such a great loss again, condolences to his family and friends and, you know, rewatch those performances as they're taped and just keep, keep things in our memories. All right. What do we have in COVID-19 news? Oh, always, always have things in COVID related 19 COVID-19 related news, James. Yeah, let's consider continue on the bad side, I guess. Yesterday in his daily briefing, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced that the state stay at home order has been extended until at least May 15th. While Cuomo did remind New Yorkers that a vaccine is still 12 to 18 months away, he also came with good news that for the first time, intensive care unit admissions are down. Certainly great to hear that. As we know by now, Broadway has announced it will remain closed until June 7th. Those smaller theaters and cabarets have yet to announce their plans to reopen in most cases. I've unfortunately heard that at least one major New York City company plans to keep its doors closed until and through August, though I can't publicly confirm which one at this time. Not particularly surprising, though definitely disheartening. As is the May 15th date, James, obviously it's easier to go month by month at this point, but we know even if by some chance it is only a month, businesses are still going to be slow to open and quote unquote normal is a while away. Yeah, uh, normal is a while away, but, uh, you know, I I heard a little girl tell me once the sun will come out tomorrow. Oh, I've heard that Bet as well. bottom dollar Bet that tomorrow. bottom dollar, yes. There'll be There'll sun. Be sun. That's true. Oh, you've heard it too. <laughs> I've heard Good. it. I've heard it around town. Good. But Have also, you ever played that little orphan? I haven't. <laughs> I have I have played the music in a pit the music band. The music in a pit band. Not, yeah. I have not played that little orphan. Because I, I wondered if that son ever made it up to Buffalo. No. You know? <laughs> never. No. Never Buffalonians made it up. <laughs> have never seen sun once in their lives, as evident by my skin tone. So we have some good news of we about do. funds being uh, dispersed. We have good news. Uh, the New York City COVID-19 Response and Impact Fund and the New York Community Trust announced on Thursday that 276 New York City-based social services and arts and cultural nonprofits affected by the coronavirus public health crisis have received support to date. That number includes mainly small and mid-sized nonprofits that are receiving grants and interest-free loans, totaling $44 million, with additional funding being issued to more organizations over the coming weeks. Those grants currently range from $8,000 to $250,000 given per grant, and the loans range from $100,000 to $3 million. That list of grant recipients includes New York Theater Workshop, Ars Nova, Harlem Stage, and many other worthy organizations that we just love and so glad to see them get something at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's good that um, that we're able to, you know, look at these organizations and say, 
we we need you to stay around somehow, some some so, way, you know. So much so. Rose, move over. Let me sit on that piece of wood. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> what do we have in uh, Broadway and other theater news? James, let's get on to what actually feels semi-normal and close yeah. out the week on a high note. On Thursday, we received news that Diane Paulus's Broadway-bound production of 1776 has assembled its cast and development has begun via a Zoom workshop. The workshop mm. cast is actually the most excited I've been about anything in a while because the kicker is that it is entirely comprised of female, non-binary, gender, queer, and trans actors. That list. You know, I see. saw the picture of the Zoom and I couldn't put my finger on it. Oh, figure out what it was. Oh, you can so figure great. out something, something a little bit different. Yeah, something was and a little they, bit different, not, but I was excited about it. Not but. the white men that they're playing. A, a, a Zoom Brady Bunch uh, style <laughs> screen cap. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that list includes Crystal Lucas Perry as John Adams, Elizabeth A. Davis as Thomas Jefferson, Allison K. Daniel as Abigail Adams and Jonathan Witherspoon, Shauna Hammock as Richard e. Henry Lee, uh, Petrina Murray as Benjamin Franklin, so many others. Exact production dates, of course, have yet to be announced since we don't know when anything is starting, though mm -hmm. ART has confirmed that the musical will play as part of its 2020-21 season, originally delayed from this season, and that Roundabout will bring it to the American Airlines Theater on Broadway in spring 2021. James, I love this so much. I was calling for something similar when the production was initially announced because... One of my favorite things that I've seen in New York in recent years was 54 Below's concert production of 1776, which included an all-female cast led by Carolee Carmelo back in, I think, 2017, also with Mary Testa and Bonnie Milligan, Ariel Jacobs. Just really incredible and so much fun. I'm not surprised to see Paulus specifically taking some risks to breathe new life into a classic production. It's also, it's also just really great that a, the show will be the show with this cast will be one that we have to look forward to when everything gets back up. Also just really good to see casting and potential opening news rather than closing news at this point. That's uh that's a wonderful turn on it. I hadn't thought about that, but that is great. You know, it's uh <laughs> This, this, this is a production that isn't closing, but one that we will soon get to see instead. That's that's very comforting to sit on. What's the thing about the ashes and the fiery phoenix? Oh, something like that. Uh, the phoenix so, rises from the ashes. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we also have some winners announced. We do have winners. A couple of bits of news from yesterday, including more award show news. Love a bit of normalcy. The New York Drama Critics Circle named Will Arbery's Heroes of the Fourth Turning as its best play and Michael R. Jackson's A Strange Loop as best musical of the 2019-2020 season. The committee, which met at its 85th annual voting meeting on April 15th, also determined special citations for David Byrne in the Broadway production of American Utopia. Deidre O'Connell for career excellence, including her excellent performance in Lucas Nath's Dana H. at the Veneer Theater. And something that got me a little teary-eyed, James, the New York theater co community as a whole for perseverance in the face of loss during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. 
congrats to those honorees. Very deserving, particularly that last one, which will once again get me teary. (laughs) And uh, what about these people that are demanding their Broadway? Are they going to get it? Oh, I'm demanding my Broadway and we better get it. (laughs) Yes, finally (laughs) some news that came late on Thursday night. Broadway On Demand, an all-new membership-based streaming service that offers an extensive and wide-ranging library of video on-demand content, exclusive live stream events, platforms, and educational resources, is set to officially launch launch in mid-May with a star-studded live concert. The live stream event will take place at Hollywood's Bourbon Room with social distancing uh, clauses still in place, of course, and will raise funds to benefit performers, playwrights, composers, musicians, and stagehands affected by the COVID-19 health crisis. The platform as a whole will host a wide selection of free content, as well as a premium subscription for a small monthly fee that will include archival materials and the bulk of their live streams. Certain special events will be quote-unquote ticketed using a pay-per-view model with discounts offered to premium subscribers. Additional information, including the live concert launch event, broadcast schedule, lineup of talent, and the complete programming schedule will be announced shortly. Another good thing to see, James, I don't know what this is going to include yet. I know people are very desperate for some kind of ticketed archival footage, though. Hmm. They're going to have 30 days of opening nights. Which 30 days is... of opening nights. I, th- I thought that's what the actual concert was called but they were a little they're a little confusing about that they're a little confusing about a a few things in this but i will be i'm like i said have said on the show before i'm excited to see any and all video content that's coming out these days i should say that the uh did you say that access to the event is going to be completely free of charge as part of broadway on demand's free membership there you go didn't, didn't mention uh, that for the concert, but yes, certain things will be free, certain things will be for a premium subscription, and then there is a mm-hmm. uh, other special events will be ticketed on top of that, but discount, premium subscribers will get discounts. Excellent. Uh, free as in, you know, being able to watch Brian Stokes Mitchell sing out of his window on the Upper West Side uh, of Manhattan. I would, but don't if, stand on the corner while in crowds, <laughs> you know? No, God, no. I would move up there, A, if I had money, but I would move up there just to <laughs> see that at this point. It's all, it's yeah. all a dream. It's all just a big dream. <laughs> all right. So tell me about the recommendations to get yeah. us into the weekend. Let's quickly run through a couple of recommendations to close off the show. First up, Jeffrey Shecky Schechter, who played Mike in the original <laughs> Broadway revival cast of A Chorus Line, has virtually united 44 cast members of the 2006 Broadway revival of the show for A Chorus Line in Quarantine, which has been edited together by <laughs> Heather Parcells, who played Judy in the revival it's everyone doing a clean mark of the opening combo combo in their own individual circumstances. So good. Just really joyful. Always love to hear that song to begin with. Also up playbill released the new music video for end up together, a track from the new concept musical within earshot anthems for the in between. The song is sung by Bonnie Milligan and Amber Ardolino who are joined in the cast by Andy Nientes, Krista Rodriguez, Peppermint and more. The album will drop in full on April 20th, with proceeds going to the Actors Fund through April 27th. 
And finally, James, I would be remiss if I didn't recommend Broadway World's latest living room concert, original Merrily We Roll Along star, the great Liz Calloway dropped in to sing like it was from the show. Incredibly fitting for everything going on right now. Liz Calloway, always lovely. And I'm learning more and more these days that I I genuinely believe there's a Sondheim song to help with every occasion, James. <laughs> Boom squish. <laughs> I feel like it. <laughs> all right, Ashley, why don't you get us out of here? All right, that is all we have for today and for the week. Phew, we made it. Uh, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. If you are willing, able, and so inclined, you can head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon to support us means the world to us in these difficult times. If you can't, we understand you can gift us instead by taking care of yourself and one another and washing your hands. Either way, you can find me over at Twitter and Instagram at know this is Ashley. And my name is James Marino from broadwayradio.com and broadwaystars.com. You can support Broadway Radio also by sharing us on social media, Absolutely. mentioning us, uh, us down there, reviews. giving us a five-star rating on yes. iTunes yes. Uh, and things like that. We need the affirmation. Um, We're like Tinkerbell. Exactly. Clap and I get brighter. Trust me. <laughs> it's true. This is not a video podcast, but I, I get brighter <laughs> when I clap. And um, I think Matt is going to have the uh the lena interview tomorrow i'm not sure on saturday um but we also have a janitessa fox interview coming up soon and we have on sunday this week on broadway coming up with peter felicia and michael portant here we're gonna do desert island discs and we had planned on oh. doing this for about three weeks now and really? uh, before the new york times did their desert island disc thing but ah. peter michael and i are going to do desert island discs on anyway. sunday do yeah, we're doing we're We've doing got it anyway. All the time. We've got all the time, and you know, and we can play we can cuts talk. from our songs on a podcast. Where the New York sure. Times, you can't play cuts from the songs on uh, paper. See, this is why podcasts are better. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, Matt and Ashley will be back and talk with you on Monday. <laughs>